When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Okay, the second annual Baseball Isn't Boring New Year's Spectacular. Second one I'm doing, first time with none other than the great two-time World Series winner, Johnny Gomes. Johnny, how are you? I'm doing well. Battling through the holidays, of course. Santa stopped by, did the little kid stuff. We've got New Year's coming. Uh, bowl season, college football keeps us busy right. as well. And here we go, baseball right around the corner again. I mean, as soon as we get out of the holidays, spring training is right around the corner. You know, I mean, it is kind of crazy how quickly it happens. Yeah, I remember that playing, right? So you got Christmas, you got New Year's, you got the national championship, you got a little downtime, and then you're looking at Valentine's Day, and right at Valentine's Day, it's pitchers, catchers, and then here we go. So as a baseball player, and you've been, you were in the league a long time, a lot of success, how did you start kind of prepping up for the season? Now that, you know, we're getting past the holidays, January, and like you said, spring training right around the corner. How how did you sort of start preparing to ramp things up on your end? Yeah, well, I think everyone's different, but I always thought it, it would be so funny and you just get booed out of the door right away when you get asked about your offseason when you show up and you're like, it was great. I traveled, had some good food. We hung out, family by the pool, went snowboarding or skiing and just really kicked my feet up and had a good time. Like, that is absolutely the worst answer. I mean, it's go time. It's it's four days, five days a week in the off season. It's lift, it's run, it's throw, it's work on last year. It's get some new tricks for the for the new season. Um, we call it the off season, but yeah, man, it, it, it's a grind. It's not quite you know 162 games in 180 days. Um, but yeah, you 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 gotta you gotta stay busy, stay working. 
um, you know, a lot of like injury prevention stuff, a lot of rehab stuff. And then at the same time, getting some new tools under your belt. Well, it's like that joke that everybody makes, you know, when it's spring training season and everyone's getting interviewed, all the players, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life, you know, everyone yeah. joke, but it is the truth, right? I mean, you have, yeah. you got to come to spring training in the best shape of your life. And just like you said, it's go time. So yeah. yeah. And then with the crazy schedule too, right? Like you don't yeah. have the opportunity to lift heavy, heavy and do the heavy sprints and do the long toss. You know, one of the biggest separations of amateur baseball and pro baseball is there's no more off days and you play every day. So you don't get the opportunity to do those lifts and do those runs. So you do have to come into camp, you know, in the best shape that you can possibly come into because you are going to kick down a little bit throughout the season. No, that's, that is a very, <laughs> and it's when guys say that, I mean, they really do mean it. So we yeah. make a joke about it. I mean, I know I certainly have on social media, but <laughs> right. you have to. Now, speaking of the off season, there has, it's been a little bit of a weird baseball off season so far. I mean, do you agree? Do you feel like there's really only one massive team making moves? Um, and I said, like we've talked about, you know, you've been on many different teams. You've been on World Series teams. How does you, how do you feel as a player seeing all these moves that the Dodgers are making? And what are your opinions on that? I mean, do you feel like a quote unquote super team works out in baseball? I mean, how, what is your impression of that so far? Yeah, well, if you kind of follow the trend the last two years, I mean, the Dodgers really, you know, broke salary a little bit, let some guys go. Um, got under the luxury tax a little bit for this big offseason. I don't think it was a big shock. I mean, I was pretty confident Otani was going to get there. Um, you know, the contract is extremely unique. But what I, I thought whatever he got was going to be a bargain, right? Yeah. There's this whole marketing tool over in Japan. I mean, this is a yes. global business deal, way more than just a player. I mean, for the first year, two years, I mean, you're going to be paying $70 million for a DH, Right. So, I mean, but it, it, 100%, it's worth it. And it's not so much what he does on the field. I mean, it's going to be sold out. I can only imagine the mayhem of an Otani bobblehead, right? That's oh, going to be like this. They, they would sell out 500,000 seats, right? So it just shows his jersey record broke all the records. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then the Dodgers got to get back there. You take away that COVID season, they haven't been in the World Series and won it in a long time. So, Baseball needs the Dodgers. The West Coast really needs the Dodgers. Yeah. And here you go. And they already have some pieces in, in, in there, right? I mean, you talk they, Mookie Betts. You talk Freddie Freeman. Walker Buehler's coming back. See if Kershaw comes back. But they were already good. But um, it's going to be interesting, right? You know, you're just adding in another bat. And yeah. then you're adding in the $350 million guy who hasn't, you know, thrown a ball in the major leagues yet. Exactly. And – you know, you made, you made a comment about the Otani bobblehead and how crazy that could be. I was in Anaheim um, back in, well, when they were out of it, the Angels, probably back in August of last year. And he was he was DHing only. He wasn't pitching. It was There was 40,000 people in Anaheim that night. And it was like a Tuesday night. So the fact that this man can still draw that many fans on a random Tuesday night when school is about to start, just shows you that this guy really is a unicorn at what they call him. I mean, he is a freak of nature. You know, baseball needs personalities like that. Based, like you said about Japan, that is gigantic. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's going to create that buzz on the road. 
Exactly. Right? They're going to be selling Otani jerseys in the San Francisco team shop. Believe it. Yep. As much as you're going to hate it, they're just going to look at how many of those they're selling. This dude's going to sell out on the road. I mean, you look at the you know economic impact this dude singly has on MLB. He's going to be on cover of the show, his baseball cards, his memorabilia, his jersey set. Everything is through the roof. And you know what? He deserves it. I tell my son all the time, I go, you need to lock into this Otani guy because when you're a grandfather, right, they're going to ask you what it was like to watch this guy as if we could ask someone what it was like to watch Ted Williams. What was it like to watch Babe Ruth? This guy is, I mean, it's history in the making every time he steps on the line. That is actually a, a beautiful way to put it. And, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, he is, he is must watch TV. And, yep. you know, there's only very few guys in sports that you can say that about. But when Otani's up to bat, you stop to watch. And, and that what, exactly what you said. Your kids and your grandkids are going to be asking us one day about what it was like seeing Shohei Otani. And actually, the Angels broadcaster, Wayne Randazzo, was a good friend of mine. And they were in Boston this year. And he took a picture of literally being in Boston on the bus, all of these fans crowding around the bus just to get a glimpse of Shohei Otani. And this was in Boston. Yep. So just like you said about being on the road, selling, you know, Angel, our Shohei Otani jerseys in San Francisco, that is going to happen. I mean, he really is like Michael Jordan. That is the exact impression that he is giving people on the road, at home. He is larger than life. So yeah, he, he is larger than life. And I mean, it's on both sides. It's pitching, too. I'd love to see him come back a little bit early in the closer role, just like he did in the WBC. He's got that under his belt. What happens if he starts playing first and he plays right? I mean, they're, as good as he is from six years in the major leagues, there's still so much unknown that we don't know about this guy that he can do. Um, for the fact that I know, right, like I know he can throw 90 miles per hour plus left-handed, right? I, like, th th this guy's just just <laughs> out of hand. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, and how much money gets $700 million? Well, how many more people on the planet can do what he can do? So, yeah, yeah he 100% deserves it. Now, what is your impression when you saw how his contract was sort of set up? I mean, did you, as again, as a baseball player, and this is very unprecedented, obviously, what was your impression on that? Uh, two, two impressions. One, in my eyes, it just jumps like this dude's the ultimate teammate. Right? This dude's just absolutely the ultimate teammate. It was like, I'm going to make $2 million for 10 years. I'm going to be out of your hair. You still got to pay me, but please go out and get players around me. Like, I was just like, wow, this dude yeah. is truly, that's, that's the true statement of like, I want to win, right? Not like I want to build a super team or I want to play with this guy or move here, play in a big market, small market, whatever. This dude deferring all that money to make sure he can win multiple titles. Um, the other side was probably like California, the state was probably so bummed. They're like, we could probably build four or five new schools with this guy coming in. When he, when he pulls the Omaha, they're like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. But but good for him getting all that money and good for him for deferring it. And first thing that came to my mind was like, ah, this is the ultimate teammate. Ultimate teammate. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've played on multiple teams. You know that that's the kind of guy that you want on your team. That's yeah, you look at some of those other big contracts. I mean, yeah. it's not the player's fault, but, you know, Stanton probably handicapped Miami for a while. Joey Votto um, probably hand handicapped the Reds for a little bit. Pujols handicapping some guys. And, again, they deserve that money 100%. Of course. I, think, I still think they're underpaid at times. But, um, 
yeah, it was, it was really cool. And I, I'd be curious to see if that if that model moves forward. And that's sort of my thought, too. And I was in my follow up to you. Is that something that we're going to be seeing now with some of these big free agents coming up in the market? I mean, it's got to be right. I mean, now that the Dodgers have done this, I mean, it's kind of, you know, there's always a little bit of a copycat going on with these types of things. That's yep. got to be the model moving forward, you would think. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense. I mean, I, I'd also be curious to see if that AVA, you know, jumps up to where we do see a guy getting 50 to 70 million on a three-year deal. I think that's cool too. So you don't get hung up at that backside, but they still get all the money they need. Um, it's cool. The game's evolving, right? Yep. Even on the free agency side, even on the contract side, um, th there's a lot going on. I mean, Patrick Mahomes buying some of the Royals. We'll see if that happens, you know, in other places as well, or it becomes, you know, ownership of things. Um, and I tell you what, it just shows how good and where the game is right now and how good these players is. You're going to have to get really, really creative to get the guy you want. And that's exactly, I think that's exactly what is going to start happening. And it makes sense. And honestly, I think you said it perfectly about him being the ultimate teammate because yep. there, there are then, you know, getting that Tyler glass now re-signing re him right away, extending him right away. It's, it's a cool thing. And, you know, a part of me is extremely jealous of what the Dodgers mm -hmm. are doing as a White Sox fan, which <laughs> never in a million years is that going to happen here. But there's also a weird side to me, too, that's like, I mean, are they going to succeed with this model? Are they going to succeed having these superstars? Because we've seen in the past with other super teams and other sports, historically, they don't work out. So this will be this will be an interesting time. I mean, they need to, in my opinion, they need to win multiple titles for this to make sense. Yeah, it is. And I tell you what, I'm pretty confident the Diamondbacks would have beat the Dodgers if Otani was on the team. I agree with right? you. Yep. And, and even Glass now would have been hurt, right? I yep. don't know how many innings he's thrown in the past, but I mean, when he's on the mound, I mean, this dude's absolutely electric. Yep. But um, yeah, they still, they, you know, they still got to perform. It's a results-driven industry. It's not a pass-driven industry. It's what you're good right now. Um yeah, I, I, I think with Otani, they win the division. And with Otani just hitting, I think the D-backs do beat them in that five-game set. I fully agree with you. Fully yeah. agree. So because it's been such a one-team-dominated offseason so far, we're fast approaching January. Why do you think there has been such a stall of other guys not signing and other teams making trades? I mean, why is the market being held up? so much even at point now in your opinion well i i think there's two reasons one um we are in an industry now where if you have a good year a good two years you get locked up right look at corbin carroll look at tatis look at j-rod up in seattle so the guys that become going into their seventh year the six-year free agencies are now north of 30. i think it's a really old class right i mean they're good, of course, but I think, you know, these eight, 10 year, you know, free agent deals are tough when you're on the north side of 30. Yeah. And I think that's really hanging, hanging a lot of teams up. And then the big thing is, let's go to next year's free agency class, right? You got Peter Alonzo, you got Christian Walker, Altuve, Bregman, Soto, uh, Garrett Cole can opt out, Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Max Freed. 
Walker Bueller. Like those are dudes. Those are right? names. Yep. Those are names. And you really don't want to hang it up this year for a guy that's 33, 34 on a deal when you have an opportunity to get Altuve and Bregman and Soto and all these guys next year. Cole can opt out. Zach Wheeler, Max Fried is a guy down there in Atlanta. Yep. So the class next year, I think, is pretty big. And that's what's hanging up this year's class, to tell you the truth, in my opinion. Well, I got to tell you, Johnny, that was the first time I've ever heard anyone give that example as to why this market's being held up. And I think yep. the point, I mean, that is an intense free agent class next year for sure. So, yeah, with, I mean, you know, I mean, do you want Blake Snell? I mean, you know, the dude's awesome, right? I mean, he's he got Cy Young's in both leagues, you know, all stuff. He's a left-hander. But, you know, do you want Max Fried, Corbin Burns, and Soto, right, next year? So, um We'll see. And obviously they're all going to sign. And the longer we wait, it goes down a little bit. The players panic, the agents panic. Um, but these guys are all going to land on their feet. Matt Chapman yep. is going to be playing third base in the playoffs for a contender, hundred percent. You yep. know, guys have platinum gold. Um, Snell is going to be somewhere. We'll see if he ends up like overhauling like a Seattle and a Anaheim angels, or if he jumps right in the giants, I think jump right up with him. I think he'd be a huge fit with the giants or even the Cubs. Um, we'll see. So yeah, they're, they're, they're big players still out there. Um, Cody Ballinger, I think is a super yep. unique piece. Uh, do you pay him on the MVP or do you pay him on the 179 batting average? Yep. Is he healthy? Is he injured? I think there's a lot there. Um, I do love the upside of a guy that can play first and center gold at both, uh, left-handed hitting power all over the place. Um, I think the Cubs could bring him back. I think it was a really good fit right there. I think Wrigley's a good fit. He can play first and play center. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they're all going to land on their feet, but slow, definitely 100%. But I think it is because of that 24-25 class. No, that is – that's an actually an excellent point. And um, I agree. I mean, why – like you said, they are going to land on their feet, but teams have to prepare for that 24-25 class, and it's, it's a good one, as you said. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about some – big name stars that everyone knows in baseball. Now that this is the new year spectacular, we have to start looking into the new year, 2024. Who do you see coming up potentially in 2024 that could be the next breakout star? Yeah, I got a couple names, you know. Um, I think we're going to have some breakout stars. Uh, I think we're going to have some breakout teams too. I think there are some teams that didn't make the playoffs that had really good, you know, second half of the seasons. Um, you know who, who really sticks out to me and it's just going to be an absolute dog because I don't know if it's a breakout, but it's Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt Jr. Love in Kansas City. This dude, go, this dude rolls out his rookie year at 2020. He backs it with his next year at 30-30. So why would he not go 40-40? Yep. Right? And you you talk about a shortstop. I mean, yep. this dude's unbelievable. I, I love watching Bobby Witt Jr. play. Um, another sleeper up in Colorado, he's not getting the love that he gets, is Nolan Jones. Right. This guy goes 20 homers, 20 bags and 19 outfield assists. How about a 2020 20 with outfield assists? So he's bringing it all. And I think we're waiting up there in Pittsburgh for the Paul Skeens right? yes. coming out of LSU. Yep. Uh, it, it reminds me of kind of like a Strasburg. Right. Remember, we're all waiting on the Strasburg to come and. As advertised, you know, we got some good years out of him. We did. It, it kind of fell off, but um, everyone throws hard, right? So the guy that comes throwing 100 miles per hour, cool, that's not that cool anymore. But this dude's slider, uh, you can forget about it, right? So this dude, Paul Skeens, I think if he steps on the rubber in Pittsburgh, it's going to be some much-watched TV. So Nolan Jones, Colorado, 
kind of hanging out. If Bobby Witt runs a 2020, a 30-30, and then a 40-40 season, I mean, you talk about a contract. Wow, what that guy's going to get. Um, and then Paul Skeens, I think, is we're all going to be excited to watch. And then, of course, his teammate, you know, Dylan Cruz over there yeah. in Washington, if he pops up too, that's an electric bat. Yeah, I am very fortunate to see – well, unfortunate because he hurts the – a lot, but being able to watch Bobby Witt in the AL Central, he's he's incredible. He is the prototypical player that I would just absolutely love to have. You know, five tool. You know, like you said, gets on base, just absolutely electric. And I gotta say, one team that I do think has quietly had a nice off season are the Kansas City Royals. Correct. And yep. they they are sneakily quietly under the radar having a nice off season. Yeah, I don't really, you know, I mean that 13 team that we had with the uh with the Red Sox just brought in some older dudes, yep. two-year deals, sprinkled in these vets, sprinkled in dudes that just, you know, know what you're going to get, right? Yep. You just know what you're going to get. And then guess what? Salvador Perez is still behind the plate. And you got Bobby Wood Jr. right there. Um and you know, uh, a, a thing to look forward to is Zach Granke, believe it or not. Like, why? Because I think Zach Granke is going to be the last 3,000 strikeout guy. I mean, wow. the only other dude that has a chance, really, is probably Garrett Cole. And he's mm. like a 1,000 away. But, I mean, yeah, Zach Granke can get 3,000 strikeouts, and which is a lock for the Hall of Fame this sure. day and age. And I, I don't know if we're going to see another 3,000 strikeout guy, especially where guys are going six, seven innings like a Blake Snell. Uh, but that's okay because, you know, you're paying closers $20 million. Yep. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a really cool accomplishment. And I think guys are going to rally around him and he's going to get it. And he's probably going into the offseason wanting to pitch well to get it. So uh, I think that'll be cool to watch. Well, he is a guy, you know, I don't even know where he could end up. But he is going to end up somewhere. And like you said, the, the 3,000 strikeouts, that is really a cool accomplishment that you said. Oh, that is something to look forward to in 24 as well. I did mention that the Royals, I feel, could be sort of a sneaker, sleepy kind of interesting team. Who else do you see potentially being maybe 2024's Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah, there's a couple out there. Again, I, I think uh, the Washington Nationals, right? So the Washington Nationals, it took them a minute. So they got some dudes from that Soto trade. Yes. And they're all starting to show up now, right? They're all starting. You got Abrams at short. Uh and then they got a bunch of dudes that can break out. They got a lot of 30 homer power. Nick Senzel goes over there. Joey Menez, the DH, he's got 30 homer pop. Uh, and they had a great, they had a great second half, right? And they do have some, you know, championship bloodline guys still in there. They know how to win. But uh, that's a young, exciting team to watch uh, as the Washington Nationals. Now, the other, under new management, like six other organizations in baseball, new management, it's the San Francisco Giants. And like I said, if they land Snell, uh, they were only five games out uh, of the wild card. I am a huge Bob Melvin fan. Uh, a, a unique roster, I mean, with the big field, right? So they're not going to slug you a bunch, but just a bunch of, you know, pure hitters. Um, and then Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin has done it everywhere he's gone. He had a little hiccup in San Diego. But, I mean, Seattle, Oakland, you know, Arizona. He knows how to win. He knows how to lead. Um so I go San Fran, KC, and Washington are the are the sleeper teams to watch. And I I I have heard and I've done my own research on the Nationals too with their young talent. 
And, you know, there were there was a time in 2023 when the Nationals were sort of creeping up on the wild card a little bit. So I can definitely see them sort of getting over the hump and and being that sleeper team in 2024. I'm also still waiting, still waiting. I've been waiting for this for about three years for the Tigers to finally make that leap. You know, A.J. Hinch, you know, despite whatever anyone thinks about him, he's a pretty good manager. I that's the impression I get. Um, they have also quietly had a nice offseason as well. And that AL Central is wide open for anybody, including the Royals. So I feel like the Tigers, I've been waiting for them a little bit to make that next jump. And I feel like this could be their year to, to maybe make some noise in that division. But, yes, Spencer Tolkerson showed up last year. I mean, yep. home runs are awesome. Home runs in last place kind of suck. But, um, <laughs> you know, if, if and then if you can get Javi Baez to swing at some balls in the zone, this dude's one of the most electric ball players on the field. When he was in Chicago, I remember watching him come up and be like, I got to watch every at bat because yep. I have no idea what's going to happen. And then he's probably one of the most elite base runners in all of baseball, and he's fun to watch. But the only base you can't steal is first, right? So we got to get that on base percentage up. But I don't know what happened there. I mean, I, I I love you know Javi Baez as a player. He's exciting. His defense is elite. Yep. Base running elite. But um, we got to get him on and Spencer to drive him in. I think they're in good shape. And they also they just um, acquire Clarity, which is a good pitcher's ballpark for him to be in. So I yep. think they might have a little bit of a bounce back here. Um, they're another team that's that's quiet. <laughs> moves you know when they're yeah. not, they're not the dodgers no one is but these yep. are teams that are making nice moves to fill out their roster so i agree i agree yeah yeah it's exciting so um to kind of wrap it all up together and it is the new year's spectacular what was your personally your favorite part of the 2023 baseball season um there was a lot to chew on, you know, yep. there really was. Uh, I think two things that really stood out. One was the game time, right? The game time was absolutely elite. You know, I loved it. And in the beginning, um, I loved it as a fan. And I was trying to put myself in the cleats, in the box, in the field. And would I have liked it? And, you know, Major League Baseball games are like a heavyweight bout right in boxing that's why they're 15 rounds not 12 rounds not 10 rounds not eight rounds why it's a heavyweight bout it's going to take longer there's a chess match going on in between each pitch there's pitching changers this and that but um i think the players did a really good job of adapting um it was a fun game to watch i remember going to a spring training game and like two beers in it was the last call and i was like yeah. whoa look up yep. seventh inning i was like all right though you know this, yep. this is fun and the one thing I was really worried about was like a pitch clock violation or a batter violation with bases loaded, two outs in the playoffs. Um, that didn't happen, which shows they, you know, evolved. Um, you know, another, I, I think the youth, I think the youth made a huge step, you know, in Major League Baseball. It was fun to watch. I mean, Corbin Carroll, Outman, Jones, O'Neill, you know, uh, De La Cruz, yes. Gunner, uh, Volpe, uh, Young and Carter in Texas watching the youth uh, acuna still young right i think that was really cool the game clock the youth was fun and i think we had an unbelievable appetizer before the season even started with the wbc absolutely i mean can we get that every two years can yep. we get that every three years i mean i don't want to wait another four for the wbc that that was really exciting and then I, I think it wasn't too exciting on the mainstream but i i love the world series i love texas getting their first one 
they paid for it. They got a new ballpark. They got a new GM. Uh, they deserved it. Sure. Classic manager. <laughs> yep. All, all the above. Yep. And I love they went head to head with the scrappy Arizona Diamondbacks, yep. you know, beating up on the Dodgers, beating up on the Brewers. They deserve to go. So that was cool. Um, player wise, I think what was really excited to watch, I mean, it, it was an emotional deal, but watching Lane Hendricks kind of come back, that was, uh, that was a pretty powerful, uh, you know, time watching him go through his journey and getting back on the mound. Well, and I was at that game, and I can tell you that crowd was electric. For me. It was. Yeah. As passionate as he is, that was arguably a top three moment in in White Sox baseball in general. So yeah. it was very very cool. Um, yeah, I will I will say though one thing that has been a little controversial, and I'm not personally reading too much into this, and I've had other conversations about it, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. You know, with this pitch clock, people are trying to connect that with injuries now pitching injuries. Do you feel there's a connection there or do you think that's just regular wear and tear that was going to happen anyway? You know, what are, what are your, some of your thoughts on that? Well, you got like a $12 billion industry in major league baseball. So if you're making like five to 12 million, shut up. Right. Yes. Like this is a $12 billion industry. And Literally. You're trying to, like that's what the off season's for. Right. Again, yeah. like, you know, what's going to happen next year and you got to prep yourself. Uh, it was the same thing like with spider tack, right? Oh, yep. don't take spider tack away. We're throwing too hard. No, no, you got to reevaluate, bro. You, you just got to reevaluate. Yep. So, I mean, you know, if, if the shot clock went down in the NBA, be like, oh, we're getting tired. It's too hard to run up and down the court. You know, like yep. save it. Like, yeah, when you're going heads up with a $12 billion industry, let's let them make the decisions and what's good for the game. And yep. then you, you have to evolve. <laughs> That's again, a perfect way to put it because Honestly, this pitch clock, I feel, not to be completely dramatic about it, but I feel like it's almost safe baseball a little bit. Yeah. At the end of the season, when all those ratings numbers came up and attendance numbers, and you see it just growing and growing and growing, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to sit at the ballpark for four hours. You know, yeah. we, you and I don't mind it. We love that. But other people, you know, they, they like the two and a half hour games. They like that. They like going in, you know, having their two beers, leaving, having a great time. So I feel like the pitch clock has really given baseball just an extra boost for even the casual fan to really yep. enjoy. So I think that's really, it's been a huge thing for baseball. And I, I, I love that it's continuing because it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm looking forward to these breakout teams, breakout players. Yep. Uh, it, at the same time too, you know, you, you have some really good ball clubs that didn't make the playoffs. True. last year right so i mean you got seattle the yankees boston um toronto made it into the wild card i got toronto going deep i mean that that roster is absolutely elite you know i mean yep. i don't know what happened but you know and then again you have the mets you got san diego you got st louis you got the cubs so uh, i'm curious to see what happens with the teams that didn't make the playoffs and those teams that i mentioned you really not going to go to the playoffs two straight seasons? Right. That's, that's uh, some, some jobs are on the line if that happens. I mean, the Mets and the Padres, they got a pretty deep payroll. I mean, are we really going to miss two years of the playoffs? I'm not sure that's going to, I'm not sure that's going to fly, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely just, again, more things to watch, more things to look forward to. And like we said, spring training is right around the corner. So it's yep. coming, it's coming fast and it's my favorite time of year. So 
Can't yeah, wait. I'm excited. I'm excited living out here at Scottsdale. Right. Um, so yeah, you can, you've got 15 ballparks within yep. 30 miles of each other. So get out there and check the boys out for sure. That's it. And we both know Arizona spring training, nothing like it. Nothing. Yes. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Day and night. Florida's cool and stuff, but I mean, having the opportunity to catch 15. So what is a half, you know, seven, eight games in a day, you know, within 30 miles, you can stay in one hotel, yep. stay in a house. It's, it's pretty cool. It is. It is a unique experience that all fans should definitely experience. I look forward to it every year. Yes. And this year will be no different. So yeah, here we go. 2024. <laughs> well, Almost here. Got some more work to do. These guys still running around, getting in shape. Yep. And, you know, it's it's always cool. You know, opening day, spring training is from Jump Street, who's fat and who's not. Who <laughs> used to be fat and who's not fat. And who used to not be fat and who's fat. And yep. who comes in eight miles per hour faster. And you got the starter going to the bullpen and getting velocity. You got the bullpen guy. He's going to start. Um, it's a cool time. And again, like I mentioned, six new managers. I think that's going to be cool to watch. Uh, Cleveland too, another sleeper, of course, um, you know, and voter going in there and taking over the head. I'm sure, uh, Francona is not going to be too far away from that org helping out, of course. Yep. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see these new managers as well. And the thing about spring training too, that I love as a fan is that it's just, it's more hope, you know, I mean, even the teams that are not projected to do anything, you're going in there with a fresh slate. All right. You know, spring training and just having that hope again and just being around the game and, there's nothing like it and it's it's an exciting time so yeah and another thing to watch too which i think is you know the only real tough deal on the game is what the hell happens with the A's, right yeah. we'll be watching that but you know the whole time and not many people are going to be watching it as an A's, you know alumni uh you know a lot of us are you know watching it close and I mean, they just had, you know, a, a debacle of a season last year. Uh, but they do have some young talent, some young guys coming up. And where are they even going to play the next year? You know, exactly. What's going to happen there? And, and it's sad, you know, because the Oakland fans that did show up, they were loyal. And, you know, they were loyal. They were loud. You know, there was nothing like when the A's were in the playoffs and those fans filled the Coliseum so loud, so rowdy. And it's like you know, they're going to miss that now. It's just, it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling. And like you said, where are they going to play? It's, there's so much up in the air and it's just sad the way that it all went down. So. Well, there's a lot more to that too. I mean, they had the Oakland Raiders ripped from them, you know, gone. And yep. then right across the way, the Golden State Warriors jumped right. the bridge and went to San Fran and to take the A's away. I mean, geez. And you go to an A's game, obviously it's, you know, terrible stadium or whatever, but you look up and you see the pennants and the retired numbers. There's so much history inside there. So uh, I, I, I hope they figure it out. Likewise, because it's that is a classic organization and those fans do deserve better. So that was that was the disappointing part of 2023. That is for sure. Yeah. And I think I think Vegas needs a team 100 percent. They do. I just they I do. just I just hope it's not the A's. I hope it's the Vegas friggin blackjacks or something <laughs> like that. You know, just What's start. Yeah. <laughs> clean slate, you know, something like that. Um, I just hope they don't pull the A's, but way above my head. Yeah. I personally would love to see the Expos come back, but that's a whole other that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. But talk about fans that were loud and loyal and, you know, the fans that showed up in Montreal, they 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 let themselves be heard. I mean, they were good fans and they get a stadium in downtown Montreal. That would be that would be fantastic. It's a good baseball city. Yeah, you got Nashville knocking on the door, too, yeah. as well. You know, over on the East Coast, you got the Carolinas, you got Connecticut. Um, 
it just shows how good baseball is right now. Everyone exactly. wants a team. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, that is another thing to definitely pay attention to, not just in 2024, but moving forward, because there are markets that, that need a baseball team. So, yeah. Well, Johnny, it's literally yeah. a pleasure talking baseball with you. Um, of course. 2024, here we come, here we go. All right. Reconvene at the All-Star break and see if any of these predictions have come true, but we're ready. Spring yeah. training right around the corner. All right. Happy holidays, and we'll get back to work. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. Okay, we'll see you. Take care. Bye-bye.